0: This is hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, this is, um, I, I, I know it's a show I'm all over the place on. I'm, I'm struggling today with making sense of anything with what happened in Nashville yesterday. I'm so angry about it. I'm so angry that the left will do nothing about it, that they will, and they did, uh, use it to whatever political advantage they thought they could marshal from it uh, within hours. Less than four hours it took them to make the gun control argument. Um, Now we're getting the side of it from the transgender uh, lobby that uh, the shooter yesterday is also a victim because um, the state of Tennessee has recently uh, moved, uh, which I wish Ohio would do, to outlaw puberty blockers and transgender sex reassignment surgeries for minors. Uh, That this, you know, Introduced all this helplessness into this person's life. See, we're just supposed to skip right by the fact that this person, this woman, uh, was under the mental delusion that they were a man. We're also not going to have a media, I will bet, that will investigate what kind of medications this person might have been taking or did take. Um, Is there any connection between her violent behavior yeah, that's right. Her violent behavior. Uh, Glad and Stonewall Union and everybody else. Her violent behavior. Uh, what doctors were treating her? If she was on medication and that was illegal in the state of Tennessee, where was the medication coming from? What's going to happen to that doctor's medical license? Can we look at other shootings of late? committed by transgender mentally ill, which are one and the same people. Uh, The Club Q shooting in Colorado, November, uh, done by someone who identified as trans. There's like five or six others that have happened in the last two years. Will those be brought up? I would not hold my breath for that to happen. Now, uh, it has been said since yesterday, since the first press conference, that this shooter, and I'm not naming the shooter um, intentionally. I don't think it helps at all to uh, use their name. I don't want to give them any degree of fame uh, or infamy or anything else. They are a person who was unfortunately gripped by evil. No one is happy when someone is in the clutches of evil and will spend eternity in hell, which I certainly presume this person will. It was reported yesterday that this person attended this Christian school. And so, of course, people thought, oh, well, okay, you know, there's a link because something that uh, was taught to this person years ago when they attended the school has precipitated this shooting. And I don't, don't rule it out because the person's mentally ill and they may have magnified something. But here's the truth of the matter. I've also heard it reported that that one of the kids was specifically targeted by the shooter. Does that mean that they were targeted like before the shooter got there or that? I I don't know what it means. But here's the truth of it. When this person attended this school, which is a K through grade 6 school, on the last day this person attended this school, None of the kids who were killed yesterday were born. None of them could have been. It's impossible. It's an impossibility of her age, 28, and the ages of the kids, 9 and 8. It's an impossibility. Now, I assume we will be hearing more details, maybe today, maybe in the next few days, because here's the thing. Conservative media are not going to let this drop. Left-wing media can't wait for this to go away. They will do everything they can to make this go away. They'll say it's not indicative of anything. If it's indicative of anything, it is indicative that, see, she didn't get enough gender, transgender affirmation. It should have been nicer. You should have affirmed her more, as if it is healthy for people to live in a constant state of needing affirmation. I think that might indicate maybe some mental problem, if you're always needing affirmation. The 28-year-old who murdered six people, head of school, a janitor, a substitute teacher, three students, sent messages via Instagram to a friend 15 minutes before the carnage took place. The friend's name is Averiana Patton. Ms. Patton saw the disturbing messages At 9.57 a.m., which is 15 minutes before this person began shooting at the school. And the message on Instagram, via an Instagram instant message, said, I'm planning to die today, in all caps. This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. Her message continued. My family doesn't know what I'm about to do. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. Unfortunately, she did not get specific with what or where. And perhaps police would have been able to get there sooner, but I've seen the I've seen the school security video of this person driving up parking. It was also said yesterday that this shooter entered through a side door, and the thought was that somebody left a side door unlocked. That is not what happened. The shooter walked up to doors that were locked and shot their way in through the doors. So I presume, and I think we'll probably get detail on this later today, I presume that the school they certainly had security cameras on the door, because I've seen the security video. I do not know if they attempted to lock down the school. My presumption would be that they did attempt to lock down the school. I don't know how she, the the, the video that I've seen, the person goes into offices that are empty. So I don't know if people were hiding. I don't know how she found victims. I don't know if she was confronted by victims. I heard yesterday that she shot her way in and killed a janitor. It is possible that that happened but that they've clipped that out of the video because none of the video that's been made available by the Nashville Banner, which is the newspaper of record in Nashville, would be their version of the Columbus Dispatch, although I hope it's not nearly as horrific as the Dispatch, but I wouldn't doubt that it is. Uh, they probably have removed the goriest parts of the video on the newspaper site so that they'll avoid criticism for traumatizing people by showing that video. Um... Uh, I know the police body cam video has been posted by Nashville police on YouTube. I don't know if they blacked any of it out or not. (sighs) So you'll hear a lot about how there's, you know, all this uh, hate crime, proliferation of hate crime against transgender people. So I went to the FBI website. Hate crime statistics nationwide. How many happen? They happen all over the place, right? That's what we're told. They all, everywhere. Transgender people. Oh, they're just so gays, lesbians. Horrible. The numbers are in from 2018 is the last year. I don't know why it takes some years to get these out. The latest numbers are from 2018. Law enforcement agencies nationwide reported 1,400 hate crimes based on sexual orientation or bias. 60% were perpetrated upon Gay men. 25% toward gay women, bisexual or transgender. So one quarter of 1,400 hate crimes, it'd be about 300. And they are all lumped together anti lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. So there's four categories with 300 crimes. At most, at most, there's going to be, what, 100, 150 incidents of hate crimes. Will this be classified as a hate crime? What do you think? Should it be? Of course. The Nashville police yesterday said it was a targeted attack. There were maps. They have records that this person surveilled the school. That shows intent. Will it be a hate crime? People were targeted. Quite likely, because they're Christians. Now, if they were Muslims, would it be classified as a hate crime? If they were Hindu? I'll leave you to answer those questions for yourself. But the FBI crime statistics from 2018 do not support the contention that transgender people are constantly being harassed or subjected to hate crimes. The numbers do not support it. But that shouldn't be a surprise to you because the numbers don't support any contention from the left and the numbers don't need to support any contention from the left because every contention from the left is rooted in what? Not fact, but emotion. Feelings. If they feel it, it has to be true. Now, I do have some numbers from a study into transgenderism and its effect on mental health. The study was done by the Washington Post, which I think makes the results all the more eye-opening. So I came across a study this morning... In my research for the show, a survey from the Kaiser Family Foundation and the Washington Post. It is a survey of transgender individuals. Um, I'll read you from page one of the study. The survey was designed to reach a representative sample of adults in the United States who identify as transgender or as a trans adult along with a comparison representative of the general population. The survey was conducted November 10th to December the 1st, 2022, online and by telephone. Uh, they did pay the recipients for their responses. So what did they find? What did they find? I'll just read to you from the study. The report confirms that regardless of America's growing familiarity with transgender-identified Americans, to claim a transgender identity is to claim an identity disproportionately plagued with other mental health issues as compared to Americans more broadly. Now, the trans community, of course, will push back against that. This is me talking now. But they found that the people in this survey disproportionately suffer from other mental health issues concerns, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, that the percentage of people who are transgender struggle with those things to a greatly enhanced degree over people who are not transgender. So you are dealing with, this makes perfect logical sense, which of course means it will be wholly rejected on the left and wholly rejected by people who are enslaved to the transgender ideology either personally or just ideologically enslaved to it. But does it not make sense that someone who is mentally ill, who does not recognize their biological sex, but who rather thinks they can confound biology and become something they biologically cannot become, does it not make sense that a person who holds that delusional belief would also suffer from other delusions? I think it makes perfect sense, which again is why it will be rejected on the left. According to the Washington Post summary of the report, compared with Americans as a whole, trans adults are more than twice as likely to say they experienced serious mental health problems such as depression or anxiety growing up. What is that rate? Among transgenders... Those who say they experienced anxiety or depression growing up was 78%. 78% of transgender people say they experienced depression or anxiety growing up. What's that percentage in the regular U.S. population? 32%. So it is more than twice as likely for depression and anxiety to be prevalent among transgender people growing up than it is among normal, well-adjusted Americans. To claim a transgender identity is to all but guarantee that happiness and wholeness remain elusive. It is impossible to normalize the transgender experience when it correlates with a host of other psychological pathologies. The contradiction is glaring. On one hand, we view anxiety and depression as maladies to be treated in order to diminish them. Yet on the other hand, because of the political correctness Surrounding LGBTQ identities. We persist in telling persons. To claim the very identity. Where comorbidity suggests there is something intrinsic. To the identity of transgenderism that is destabilizing and unhealthy. In other words we tell people. That the transgender lifestyle is something that is totally normal. Even preferable. You're becoming your true self. You're living your truth when we are, in fact, pushing people already deluded to believe a lie into a lifestyle that will lead them further down the path to delusion, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, or in the case of this Nashville shooter, vengeance toward others perceived to be the cause of your own misery. What could an eight-year-old boy or nine-year-old girls have done to have any impact on the worldview of this shooter? You want to say, okay, she knew the janitor or she knew the substitute teacher or she knew the head of school. It's a stretch. She hadn't gone to school there for at least 12 years. At least 12? We are, of course, told that the reason why transgender people are depressed or anxious or thinking about suicide is because we have rejected them. We don't affirm them enough. This is 100% a lie. No amount of me telling you you are a woman. You are a man. Changes the harsh, some would say, yet nevertheless true reality that you are born male or female. The problem is not. The problem is not a culture that does not welcome or affirm people enough. The problem is someone gripped by the mental delusion of transgenderism is already psychologically flawed to the point where they cannot reconcile their biological reality with their cognitive feelings. And I would add that while those of us who refuse to abide this lunacy are constantly told that we are the reason why transgender people struggle so much to adjust to life or that we are the reason why they are suicidal. I will forever maintain that it is the opposite of compassion, the opposite of kindness to tell someone something that you know is A. Untrue and B. Unhealthy for them Things that are true may feel like they are intolerant but the truth is not intolerant the truth is simply the truth